was asked en route to Texas if the troops would be handling law enforcement. Law enforcement is left in the hands of the Customs and Border Police who have the statutory authority to carry that out. You're listening to USA Radio News. This is a national health alert from the Healthcare Hotline. Are you on Medicare and or have private insurance and suffer from back pain? MD Topical has a solution for you. Today, you can qualify to receive a pain-relieving treatment, such as a comfortable back brace or a customized pain treatment at little or no cost. Call MD Topical toll-free now, 877-875-5909. It just takes a couple of minutes to qualify for these amazing treatments that have helped thousands of people with severe pain. Your personalized pain treatment will be delivered directly to your door. Call MD Topical toll-free, 877-875-5909, or go to mdtopical.com and get started on your road to a pain-free life. Call MD Topical toll-free, 877-875-5909, or go to mdtopical.com. Israel's defense minister has abruptly resigned, as we hear from USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes. Defense Minister Abigdor Lieberman resigning in protest of the ceasefire reached with Gaza militants, a move that has shocked the Israeli political scene and seems likely to bring about early elections. Lieberman had demanded a far stronger Israeli response to the most intense round of rocket fire against Israel since a 50-day war in 2014, but apparently he was overruled by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the resignation delivering a major blow to Netanyahu's coalition government. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Florida Governor Rick Scott will step down from the state panel responsible for certifying the results of the state's elections. Scott is locked into that tight Senate race against Senator Bill Nelson that is part of that Florida recount. Scott did take part in a welcoming ceremony for all the new members of the Senate today on the GOP side of the aisle. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Pietro Gumina, owner of the Sicilian Ristorante. If you really love Italian food, but you don't care for big dishes and small portions, then you should try the Sicilian Ristorante. We offer fried calamari, caponata, clams oreganate, bruschetta, mussels marinara, escargo, arancine di riso, lasagna, pizza, pasta gusuco, osso buco, linguine pescatore, fusilli, tortellini, chicken or veal brasciola, rack of lamb, chopino, lobster tails, veal chops, shrimp portofino, gnocchi, veal salt, in Boca, gelati, cannoli, tiramisu, and so much more. But remember, dining Sicilian style is almost like making love. You really must take the time to enjoy it. The Sicilian restaurant, we serve lunch Monday through Friday and dinner every night except the Sunday. The Sicilian restaurant is located at 3520 Tropicana, just east of Pecos. Call 458-2004, 458-2004. For great food and terrific service, we'll see you at the Sicilian restaurant. Ciao e arrivederci. Ed Bozarth, Nevada number one Chevrolet, reminds us last year over 50,000 children were reported missing. Parents keep recent fingerprints, photographs, and dental records. They're all important items in recovering a missing child. If you have any information that could lead to the recovery of a child, call the local authorities immediately. This reminder from Ed Bozarth, Nevada number one Chevrolet, 5501 Drexel Road in Las Vegas. Call 702-967-5500. Demand. Their music has been and continues to stay alive. The showroom at South Point presents Stayin' Alive, the world's 
number one tribute to the BG. November 16th through the 18th. Tickets to the box office online at southpointcasino.com or charge by phone at 702-797-8055. Staying alive at the South Point. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. The Mega Tent Sale is on at Las Vegas Golf and Tennis. Save up to 60%. Dozen tailor-made distance golf balls, $9.88. Golden Knights golf shirts, $48. Callaway X-Series iron sets, $3.28. Deals everywhere. Click lvgolf.com for more. Hi, folks. It's Brian Blessing. Football is back, and we're back in Sunset Station at Club Madrid. It's a great place to watch your favorite NFL action on the big screens. We've got the seat upgrade. We've got jersey giveaways, food and drink specials. Chuck Esposito rolls out the red carpet. It's a great day of football each and every Sunday, inviting you to come join us in Club Madrid at Sunset Station. We do Sportsbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline from Sunset Station every Friday, weekdays, noon to 2 a.m., 1400 KSHP. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. here we go. It's time for Sports Insider Radio. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Brian Blessing. Glad to be with you. Inviting you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. And the number is 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. There's a lot on the docket. College hoops is up and running. NFL turning for home. 
bowl season upon us in college football, NBA, NHL. The boys, they're all over the soccer, too. There's all kinds of cool stuff to talk about. And today we're going to have a good time with our good friend Mike back in Baltimore. And we're joined by James Jones today. So we have a special guest. Hello, Michael. How are you, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm, I got the office all to myself. Uh, you know, that that you know that person that we always have on the yes, show that the, the, is basically just giving us all the information. He's listening to us as we speak in a sling at his house. He that's just, right. He recovered. He just got out of surgery this morning. He's going to be here next week, but I'm just going to give him a couple days off. In, let fact, him, let I, him recover I, in fact, I called the wrong number. <laughs> I just talked to him very briefly. I forgot today was the day. Do you know? Do you happen to know? Did they do the personality bypass while he was under? Yeah, they might. They might have. But uh, if, you know, the minute he gets out, I get a FaceTime call, and I'm asking him how the surgery went, and he's asking me about. Did you know I hit the three-team parlay last night? You want me to tell? I got a system. I got a system, and I'm gonna fuck. And I'm like, you can't even talk. I'm telling you, I literally. I said last week, right, the anesthesiologist count from 100 backwards. He's got you know minus a minus a goal and a half plus 220, uh, minus three over dollar 30. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad he got that taken care of. Uh, that rotator cuff thing. I got a good friend here uh, that just had it, and it's tough. I mean, so it, but he'll be like the bionic man when he comes back. He'll he'll be riding that bike uphill. Well, we're actually going on Sunday, uh, taking the kids, and this was prior to even the surgery scheduled date um, to the Wizards game. Which okay. The Wizards are such a high flying team this year. You know, they're undefeated. No, I'm just kidding. They're, they're getting crushed, but. You know what, Michael? Well, I, the one thing you should do, make sure whatever you do, if there's like a great play, uh, you know, a backdoor cut. Nudge no, him a little bit. Uh, well, backdoor cut, windmill slam. It's like one of the most exciting plays you've ever seen. Whatever you do, don't high-five him. You put him back in the that hospital. Or, so you're, say, you're saying he's not going to be able to do the wave? Uh well, he can do a one-armed wave. <laughs> it, it would be like, yeah, he would throw the whole wave off kilter. Yeah, I mean, uh, but look, he's he's in good shape. I'm glad he's, he's doing well. Going to recover. We're we're all wishing him a uh, very speedy recovery, and I, I think he's going to bounce back just fine. The one thing I can guarantee you, all right, the shoulder's going to be fine. They didn't touch his vocal cords because they don't have forceps big enough to get in there and do damage to those. No, he was he was rocking and rolling when he got <laughs> out, and you know, the, he's he's got a caretaker at the house trying to trying to maneuver him and give him any all he wants to talk about is last night's parlay that's it he's hilarious well that's our good friend john from john syndicate.com we're thinking of your butt and hope you feel better now we got a special guest today jumping in for john glad to have james jones on board hello james how you doing i'm outstanding brian i hope the weather's a lot better than it out there in las vegas than it is here in atlanta though well, you, are you, you know down there man people don't realize i mean you get ice storms it, it gets nasty down there in winter Oh yeah, it's already it's it's uh, just a little bit, a few more degrees lower, and we could be having an ice storm already here in November. Yep. Hey, by the way, well, hey, right out of the gate, well, we'll throw it at you. Uh, the Falcons last week, I watched that game, and uh, they got to be sick to their stomach. Uh, that game at Cleveland, it's it's one thing to go on the road and lose, I you know that happens, but their play calling was just a travesty in the red zone. I don't know what they were thinking. And here they made this big push, and they got back into the playoff hunt. Now you got Dallas coming in there. Atlanta's a three-point favorite, totals 47 and a half, 48. 
the one, the good news is we know this Atlanta team when they're indoors on that fast track, that offense is is a lot better than it is when it goes on the road. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if you if you seen the news come out of Atlanta from uh, outside linebacker Devontae Campbell, but it's made way in the sports world where he basically put the team on blast, saying that they just. The reason for the loss was them coming out with uh, with no energy, and basically they overestimated, they underestimated the Browns. They thought they would just go in there and whoop the Browns because it's the Browns. Well, this Browns is not the same Browns team from the past. You know, this is a much improved Browns team, and when you're on the the verge of fighting back, like you said, uh, coming back and getting back into the playoff picture, you can't take anyone for granted in the NFL. You come in and you fought your way back to come out with no energy. I really want to start to wonder if there's some internal issues going on there in Atlanta with just the, uh, the the head coaching staff on down. I mean, how do you not come out with energy uh, in a, when you're fighting for your playoff life? Well, you read my mind because that was going to be my next question to you. The, the decision-making process here will be sometimes, you know, a, a guy calling guys out and chirping guys out can be a good thing, but it can also – you know, mean that there's a fractured locker room. What's your What's your best guess? Is this a mad football team that's going to take it out on the Cowboys, or are there issues? Uh, honestly, I think that the uh, the Falcons will take it out on the Cowboys. I, I don't have a, really a doubt in my mind. Uh, you're asking me right now, a later point to take the Falcons, but here's the thing. You're talking about this week. What's going to happen the next week when they travel to New Orleans? Then the next week when they go to the, when they they play the Ravens home, they can afford to lose maybe one more game this year and make the playoffs. They lose two more, it's going to be a crapshoot. And five of their last seven games are against playoff teams. So the last, you go back to last week, their last eight games, their best chance, their the easiest team they were playing the rest of the year was going to be the Browns, and they just got whipped yep. twenty eight to sixteen. So they're they're fighting each. Here's the thing: if Atlanta is able to pull through, say they lose one more, they're able to go get in the playoffs, ten six to walk on. With their playoff experience and getting their their Pro Bowl middle linebacker Deion Jones, he was in, he was activated from the injury reserve this week. Um, it does not look like he's going to play this week against the Cowboys. Probably going to hold him out, but he is back. So you can rest assured he's going to be back next week at the Saints. And he's just going to get that team on that defensive side is going to get more and more healthy as the weeks go by. So if they're able to pull it off and get to the playoffs, watch out. So let me throw it to Mike then. We, we got the insight from Atlanta, from James Jones on their game. Now you got Cincinnati at Baltimore, and finally a number's starting to pop up with Baltimore three-and-a-half, four-point favorite. And the question mark we've got here, Mike, is Joe Flacco's injury – and if it's going to be Lamar Jackson, and if it's Jackson, uh, you know what will they bring to the table in terms of offense? Do they keep it simple? Do they do more run pass options with the kid? Um, what, what do you what are you hearing there in Baltimore in terms of how this Ravens offense might work this week against Cincy? I'll break that down for you in a second, but I'm just I'm just listening. I was listening to your guys going back and forth about Atlanta and Cleveland last week. I wasn't surprised whatsoever. We had Cleveland. Cleveland, so far this year, as we know, a couple games early in the season, they lost when they shouldn't have lost just because of literally bad play calling and bad kicking. But they beat the Jets at home. Then 
They beat the Ravens at home. Yeah, they lost to the Chargers, but we know the Chargers are very legit this year. And then the only other loss that they had was to Kansas City. Again, another really good team. So mediocre teams, they beat up at home. And the buzzsaws, which the teams are obviously going to be playoff contenders like Kansas City and the Chargers, you know, those type of teams, you know, you're going to get good value. If you're getting six at home, almost a touchdown, how do you not take a team that literally is, they keep it close, especially at home? So I know you guys just discussed that, but, you know, I, it wasn't that much of a surprise. I think Atlanta was in a really bad spot, regardless of the play calling. Just from a, a betting standpoint, that was a very large number, Brian, to just give up on the road. And what will be interesting to see, and, you know, they get a little break now, uh, how will we treat Cleveland uh, down the road here with Greg Williams at the helm? That's a big win for this team. There was the dysfunction there. And, oh, by the way, uh, Hugh Jackson ends up on the Cincinnati staff. I, you know, what is Hugh Jackson what is Hugh Jackson possibly thinking here, taking that job with Cincinnati? So he goes and he jumps on Marvin Lewis's staff. The odds are pretty high. Marvin Lewis is done after this year. What is Hugh Jackson thinking? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure exactly. I think he's just looking for, you know, an opportunity. They do have a, a decent offense. They're just like the Jack on high team where some weeks they bring it and then some weeks they're just flat. But I guess when you play the Saints, anybody's flat against the Saints. It doesn't matter what you do. So uh, last week, you got to throw out. I mean, the team's played pretty well this year. But playing in Baltimore, it's a really tough place to play. I mean, this is such a a weird spot this week because we truly don't know what Flacco is going to play or not. And with Lamar, it's I always the first game for a backup quarterback, it's always very shaky, Brian, because you just don't have film on him and the defenses don't have film on him. So he either could do really, really well, or he could just be very subpar just because he's not that good. So you just can't tell. And just I hate – I stay away from games like that just simply because I just don't have enough data to know how Lamar is going to do with the first stringers and actually throwing the ball because all we've seen him do the entire year was run, jet sweep. I mean, honestly, personally, I think he'd be a better slot player, more like a Wes Walker type. I don't know if you could kind of see that. I don't know if he really can catch the ball, but well, he's so I've never, fast. I've never understood, Mike, though, with Jackson and the packages they put in for the guy. And when he came in, he runs it every time, which is fine. But, I mean, wouldn't you at some point when you bring him in, wouldn't you have thrown the ball a few times just to keep the defenses honest? Uh, you know, from a, from a fan standpoint and from a betting standpoint – I mean, running numbers and just basically trying to get the best of the number for each game, you would think that these teams would be harder to beat if they actually kept you guessing. I mean, I just, I don't get it. I've been saying this all year about Jackson. um, And a lot of teams are just, you know, they're very predictable in offense, and the good teams are not. I mean, I don't know if you, uh, I was watching the Rams game last week, and they were saying that Sean McVay literally runs the same three-wide receiver set every single time. Now, he changes it all the time by running motion, jet sweep, but basically it's a zone read where he's either running girly or he's play action, but it's always that same formation. So he keeps you guessing every single play, which makes his offense one of the best in the league and unpredictable. 
But with the Ravens, they're just so predictable at everything that they do. You pretty much can guess if it's a passing or running down every single time. And nowadays, defenses are so good, they pick up on that, and that's why we are where we are right now. James, just on that game, and we'll move on from it, but it is an intriguing thing to see what Jackson will do here. The one thing that is very much uh, to his advantage to put him in a position to succeed is they're coming off a bye. So he's literally had more than 10 days of getting first-team reps, which you would think would enhance his chances to succeed. I mean, at this point, I really don't know. Go ahead. Sorry, James. I would say absolutely. Here's here's the thing that you got to think. Last year, the Eagles go into the playoffs with their first string quarterback on uh on on the bench with the, with the, with the ACL team. Um And what do they do? They bring in Nick Foles. They simplified the offense and they put in a little run, run pass options. Right. And that's where the game was evolving to. Not only the college level, but the NFL level as well. I'm right. very intrigued to see what Lamar Jackson could do. With a bye week and incorporating him into some run options, a simplified offense for Lamar Jackson, let him use his tools and athletic ability on some run pass option plays, RPOs, and let him have at it. Yeah, but, you know, Lamar is a much different player than Foles, who was established in the league. He's had a few years under his belt. He's had games that he started before. It's not was his first overall game. Throwing Lamar into, I mean, we still have to play the Chargers. We still have to play the Chiefs at Chiefs. We have to travel to both those games. I mean, if this is what they're going to do this early in the season, just expect, I'm expecting, being a Ravens fan, a rebuilding year, not expecting to make the playoffs, obviously, just looking to just get him enough of a sample size that they could see if this is a quarterback of the future or not, because I haven't seen anything yet. I mean, preseason, he looked subpar at best. He wasn't great. I mean, I'm not counting when he's in there in the fourth quarter playing against fifth stringers that aren't even on teams anymore. But, you know, the guy has talent, but I need to see more, especially out of an NFL quarterback. Because you start running all over the field, James, you know how RG3 should be able to tell him because he's sitting next to him on the bench, look, I used to run around and look what happened to me. So you have to be very cautious, especially in the NFL. It's Sports Insider Radio. Glad to be okay. with you. And I uh, want to give you the number to call is 800-209-1679, sportsinsiderradio.com. Guys, let's talk about the Thursday night game. And, James, I'll start with you. A, a high-profile game beginning of the year, everybody's like, wow, that's what a game that's going to be. Green Bay, Seattle could still be a great game. But literally, this is circle the wagons time. It's almost last kick at the can for both of them. Um, it's a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers. Anytime you're talking Seattle laying less than a field goal, it's two and a half. Uh, that is such a tough place to play. Uh, that number is all – that's all love for Aaron Rodgers. But I got a funny feeling, and, and we always say this, you know, when you bet could be a big deal. This number is two and a half minus 20. At some point, threes are going to surface. So if you like Seattle, I would just say yeah, you best be getting to the window quick. Yeah, and there's been some epic matchups between those two there at Seattle. Remember a couple of years ago when they had a controversial call down the goal line? Was it right at the end of the game or in overtime? The, uh, the Hail Mary. The Seahawks, they, they intercepted it. Yeah, the Hail Mary, and they intercepted it at the same time as as, uh, as as Green Bay's catching the ball and the tie goes to the receiver and, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, it's going to be an epic matchup, but I, I totally agree. 
all the love goes to Aaron Rodgers. And let me say that Aaron Rodgers is by, you know, I, I, have, I have a couple of small younger kids, my 14-year-old son, Tom Brady's best quarterback ever in his eyes. Well, right now, this present day NFL, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. And uh, there, Green Bay has got to make a move to start winning some Super Bowls while this guy's quarterback in their team. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. The, the 12th man out there, uh, the Legion of Boom is not what it used to be, but the 12th man is still real in Seattle. I, I, there's not a doubt in my mind. I mean, the two toughest places to play are Seattle and Arrowhead in Kansas City. Um, but it should be an intriguing game. And I, I think either one of these teams, be, just because what we were talking about earlier, fellas, the NFC, uh, you know, from a wild card perspective, uh, Carolina, at least in the moment, is in the driver's seat. But they've got a grisly schedule coming up. And we'll get to it. we got a big game in the NFC North for first place with Chicago and Minnesota. But I would not rule out if Seattle can get hot or if a Green Bay can get hot. That 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 second wild card spot in the NFC is up for grabs. Well, and I think specifically, you know, the NFC South, they're going to weed each other out. I mean, unless the Saints just speed up on everybody. I see the Falcons winning a game or two that they weren't supposed to. Same thing with the Panthers. So if they just spread it out, there's going to be that wild card spot where I only think that, you know, obviously we know that I personally believe that's, and I said this before the season, I mean the Saints, the Bears, and the Rams would win their prospective divisions. And then right now looking at it, the Panthers and the Vikings, and obviously well, the Redskins and the Cowboys, they're going to hash it out, but the Redskins have that lead and they're going to continue to play well. I think the Cowboys last week was not a testament to their season. But that wild card spot is definitely up for grabs. It's not going to come from the NFC East. And at the best, you know, Seattle still has a shot. So this is, a, at this point, this is a pretty much like a playoff game for both teams. And that's going to be a monster handle game on a Thursday. Generally speaking, too, right? I mean, fellas, I mean, all these things you've got to take into account. You talk about, I think, how much. I don't think it's a fade on Seattle. Uh, I, I think it's it's a play on Rodgers. And a guy like him, I guess, if you're only going to have a day and a half with the short week to prepare, uh, you got more than a puncher's chance with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. But we know how tough that is for the road team on a Thursday night. I mean, we really don't know how healthy he is. I mean, he's been playing with one foot the entire season, and that type of injury is just nagging. So... His even they simplified the playbook. Not let me rephrase that. Simplifying the playbook for Aaron Rodgers is not like they would for Lamar Jackson. But the the three step drops, he's not really running outside the pocket like he's used to doing. So defensive have defenses have picked up on it, the good ones uh, this season, and they're making him beat them. And a lot of times he's trying to get these balls really thrown into extremely tight windows. And as good as he is. He still needs his legs because that's been his attribute his entire career is getting outside the pocket and throwing on the run. Probably one of the most, you know, uh, successful passers outside the pocket. And with that being said, Seattle does have that huge home field advantage that if they bring it and they, they play the right schemes, they do play well. I mean, they play well against the Rams. I mean, they're not a bad team. They just don't have that it factor this year that's years past would get them over the hump of the tough games. James, are there certain teams as a season rolls along 
I know personally, I mean, in college basketball, I mean, I'll gravitate to the Metro Atlantic, the Mid-American, the Atlantic 10 in certain conferences. If I've got to read on several teams in that conference by extension and the company they keep, it, it bleeds itself out that you get a good read on conferences or a, a better read. The NFL, we all know about the NFL, but are there certain teams in the NFL that you feel uh you know, as we here we are in week eleven or whatever, that you have a better read on certain teams, and if that's the case, uh, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, right. I, I think one's a stronger, and now they're leading their division, the, the Bears. They're leading the NFC North. However, you know, they've kind of backed off from that hot start they had. But again, you got to think they've got a, a, a bucket award winner linebacker coming there from Georgia and Roquan Smith. He's learning more and more as each week goes on. Then you got Khalil Mack, defense player, defense player of the year, maybe. He's been injured the last couple of weeks. He didn't even play last week. This team gets back healthy, and Mr. Trubisky, he's learning more and more. You know, rookie year passed him into his second year. Each week he goes, he, he's getting more experience. I really think the Bears are a team that people are kind of, because they've slowed down, are overlooking. And because of their defense, are one of the teams at the NFC that I think can really hang with the Rams, possibly, on playoff season. Well, and to that point, if you look at this Bears schedule, uh, you make the case they should have won the opener. They lost 24-23 to the Packers. They lost 31-28 at Miami, an overtime game that they had basically gifted them, and they didn't take it. And... The other loss was to New England, 38-31. They had them on the ropes, and it was a kickoff return and special teams that let it, let them down. I mean, this Bears team, very quietly, could have won every game they played. Um, I mean, they're a great team. Yeah, I mean, they play really well at home. Um, their defense is stout. And and like James said, with, with Mack being basically hurt ever since the, you know, playing – other than the first couple games of the season, they're only getting better. And their first-round draft pick is playing quite well in defense. He's, he's coming along nicely. And a lot, of their, a lot of their role players that they added in the offseason are playing well. I mean, look, Allen Robinson is playing really well for them at receiver that they picked up. They picked up Trey Burton, which was a fantastic pickup for them. And Tariq Cohen is showing his speed finally. I mean, years past, he flashed his speed but now they're utilizing him a lot more, which Trubitsky's much more comfortable in the pocket, and the guy's good. I mean, I didn't know he was going to be this good this quick. I mean, he showed signs of it last year, but like you said, Brian, I mean, potential those two games, they could be undefeated right now. And, James, I, I would you look at this game. I mean, everybody's drooling, and we're going to get to this one. Everybody's drooling over Kansas City and the Rams. But really, I mean <laughs> – with the, what's going to happen down the road, the bigger game may actually be Minnesota and Chicago. And Chicago's two and a half, a three point favorite, hovering around the key number. The total in the game's 45 and a half. Um, but I mean, literally, we're talking about a, a division winner here, and, and this is a game that's going to go a long way towards deciding that. We're all jacked for KC and the Rams. That's an out of conference game. Um, th- this is a, a terrific game, Minnesota and Chicago. Oh, yeah, and, and that's, that's being played at Soldier Field, too. So, 
you know, the home crowd is sold to field, it's, it's going to go a long way to determining that division. And not only the, the other thing, another loss for Minnesota the hands of Chicago, not only probably knock them out of the chance to win the division, but it could possibly knock them out of a chance for the wild card spot. What do you make of this one, Mike? Well, you know, uh, I think personally this is the type of game you want to just sit back and possibly play the halftime. It's just so hard to tell with that tight of a number that any one of these teams, they play so good, and they both are playing extremely well of late. So, you know, Minnesota, their losses, two of their three losses that they had, I mean, we're going to discount, obviously, um, the Bills, but the Rams and, the, and obviously the New Orleans Saints. So, you know, those are two best teams in the leagues right now. So uh, besides that, and I don't know if you remember that game early in the season, that Thursday night game was one of the best shootouts that I've seen probably in years past with Minnesota and the Rams. So this team can put it up. They can put up numbers. Their defense for some reason this year um, is just not playing nearly as well as years past. So if they could finally figure it out on defense, they have one of the best offenses out there. I mean, Kirk Cousins is consistently not making mistakes. He's good enough, and I think they just got Delvin Cook back. He had three rushes for 90 yards last week. So if they get him rolling and they now have a, a guy out of the backfield and a power back like Murray, that's the type of team that I want to see going into December that can pound the ball, still have good play action, and play good defense. That's the formula that's going to get you to the Super Bowl. Hey, it's SportsInsiderRadio.com. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Mike, James Jones. We're going to dive into college football, college hoops. There's a lot of great information out there. I'm Mike probably even to start talking soccer. 800-209-1679. Check it out, sportsinsiderradio.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 
Hi, folks. It's Brian Blessing. Football is back, and we're back in Sunset Station at Club Madrid. It's a great place to watch your favorite NFL action on the big screens. We've got the seat upgrade. We've got jersey giveaways, food and drink specials. Chuck Esposito rolls out the red carpet. It's a great day of football each and every Sunday, inviting you to come join us in Club Madrid at Sunset Station. We do Sportbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline from Sunset Station every Friday, weekdays, noon to 2 a.m. 1400 KSHP. The Mega Tent Sale is on at Las Vegas Golf and Tennis. Save up to 60%. Dozen tailor-made distance golf balls, $9.88. Golden Knights golf shirts, $48. Callaway X-Series iron sets, $3.28. Deals everywhere. Click lvgolf.com for more. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. Back with you, Sports Insider Radio, 800-209-1679. Check it out, sportsinsiderradio.com. And we're joined by Mike James Jones and Boys, how about college football? James, we'll start with you. I mean, that is college football territory where you hang your hat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a hotbed down here. I mean, you can't you can't watch a game on Saturday without an SEC commercial coming on saying it just means more. You go to a college football game around here, it's SEC chance, UGA chance, LSU chance. And it's just an all-day all day affair from sun up to sundown to the last whistle blows is wide what what college teams right now that we we know in your backyard obviously georgia tech they they run the football but are, are you a big sec guy oh huge sec yeah i i, I uh, try not to be an sec homer however i do believe that they are uh they are the superior conference of college football um you look and you know, as we look ahead, you know, the college football playoff rankings came out last night with Alabama leading the way. You know, we didn't have a lot of drama this past Saturday. So the top ten remained the same. So of course the top four, the top six remain the same. You know, but college football it brings out the emotion and people, especially in SEC territory. You know, when you start thinking about look aheads and what ifs, you know, what happens if Georgia upsets Alabama? But Michigan wins out, Notre Dame wins out. Who gets in? You leave Alabama out, you put Michigan in over uh, Notre Dame in over Michigan because they won the head to head. But Michigan beats Ohio State. You know, it's uh, it's definitely uh, brings out the emotion right here. James, let me keep it with you here for a second. Just generally speaking, and you know, we talk about all these things, schedule uh, situations, look ahead, sandwich games, letdown spots. I'm just curious because of the depth and the gauntlet that is the SEC. Yes, they're still kids, but do you think they're less prone than other conferences in terms of taking somebody lightly or looking ahead or having a letdown just because of the the company they keep? I don't know. I think honestly, I think that all comes back to. Um, I mean, how the program is run. 
we know a Nick Saban program is not taking anybody lightly. We know that uh, it looks as though Kirby Smart is bringing the Alabama blueprint. He's not taking anybody lightly. When you look at the games this weekend, I mean, as much as I and SEC is a superior conference, look, this weekend you got Alabama versus the Citadel, Georgia versus UMass. I mean, that, that's crap. You know, who, who wants to watch? Nobody wants to watch those games. Yeah, that's awful. Are they going to let up against – right. And I, are they going to let up against those things? Absolutely not. Um, do they let – in conference games, let up? You know, Vanderbilt, uh, you have Vanderbilt, Arkansas. You know, it's not great programs. When they play each other, I don't think there's a let up. When they, I think there's less let up in a conference like the SEC, just because there's so much at stake. I mean, you're not going to have the SEC champion not make the college football playoff. You're just not. So I think there's so much more at stake, and I think the pride runs deep in the conference, all the way from the uh, you know the conference chairman down. But I don't think, I honestly, don't think there's as much let up as there are some other programs across the nation i mean it makes sense and you know mike we'll bring it to your backyard uh, in in that same topic um but a different conference ohio state you got michigan it's it's, it's right around the bend here and they're coming to maryland 16 and a half was the opener it's down to 14 it would seem at least in the uh early stages of the week midweek that the belief is Ohio State is susceptible to looking ahead. Yeah, and you would think, I mean, but I can't even justify how Maryland or for any team, any game this year for Maryland because it's been so such a weird season in terms of talent and the coaching and getting the coach and getting him back for a week and then going again. It's just they, they don't have any leadership. And I can't, as bad as Ohio State plays, against the spread. I mean, they are horrible against the spread this year. And so, they, yes, they win games, but they're slow starters. A lot of times they keep it close in the first half. They don't blow teams out like the old Ohio State teams. And there's a lot of value bucking Ohio State every single week. I mean, so this is the type of team that they have so much potential, but I feel as if when they play teams that are not nearly at their caliber – they play down to their competition, and when it's a really big game like they're going to play Michigan, they're going to play a lot better, and it's going to be a much closer score um, in terms of covering the spread. So uh, I personally have no opinion on this game. I'm staying as far away from Maryland for the rest of the year, not touching them, and they burned me early in the season, and I'm just, I've been done with them ever since. You know, at this time of year, right, we got rivalry weeks coming up. Uh, but the other thing, the, the little hidden nuggets are these teams that are just trying to get the six wins in bowl eligibility where they look at their schedule and say, well, you know, those next two are going to be brutal for us. This is our game. James, it's got to be a thing you take into account that they, they read between the lines. They're reading the tea leaves a little bit. Uh, but that motivation to be bowl eligible, you got you got to look at a team's record. you got to look at their schedule and think, you know, there's going to be a little extra bounce in somebody's step this week, maybe as opposed to next. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, not only that, the you got to think, and, and a lot of your average fans don't think about this, but at schools, say, Georgia, Alabama, coaches' bonuses, these coaches are getting paid extra. And 
I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars to make it to New Year's Day Bowls, make it to college football playoffs, win ACC championships, win national championships. Some of these not as um, not as progressed programs, you know, their goals are to make bowls, whether at the December 24th Bowl or, you know, not necessarily New Year's Bowl, it's to go make the toilet bowl. That coach is getting a bonus. So you think that these teams are on the verge of six wins and getting bowl eligible are not getting hyped up, and that coach, that coach's staff is not getting their team ready to play? Hey, you don't know what you're doing. Well, James, and I'll follow up with you on that. I think it's a great point you bring up because I've long maintained, I just don't understand, there's not a number, uh, you know, or it's not factored into the number who a coach is. Uh, and not just a coach, maybe who a coaching staff is. So, you know, some of these coaches that get phenomenal coordinators, the coaches matter big time. Oh, absolutely. If you look at uh, if you look at Tennessee bringing in Jeremy Pruitt, right? Well, Jeremy Pruitt then picks uh, Georgia's linebacker coach to come be his defense coordinator this year. Do you think Jeremy Pruitt, who built his reputation on National Championship defense at Florida State, National Championship defense at Alabama. Running these programs with top-notch defense, gets the head coach job, needs somebody to come run his defense? No. He brings in a linebacker coach from Georgia to run his defense because he's an ex- extremely great motivator and extremely great recruiter in the Southeast. So a coaching staff across the board is huge. And then they got to be on the same page. Hey, Mike, let me throw this one at you, bud, because I know you guys do such a big deal on halftime wagering, in-progress wagering. Uh, there's an intriguing game, West Virginia, Oklahoma State. West Virginia, five-point favorite. It's, it, it, actually, that that's a dead number. You're seeing four-and-a-half, five, or five-and-a-half. The one thing we know, the total, 71 up to 73. We know Oklahoma State can score. We know they can't stop anybody. But the one thing you got to get here is will Oklahoma State do their part because that was such a, a great, wild, goofy game against Oklahoma and then the letdown of not converting the two-point conversion. Is that the kind of game that just because there's a gray area in what their mindset might be that you guys might sit back but focus on it for either an in-progress or a halftime play? Well, particularly with a game that has a 71-point total, we it's not even having a halftime play on the side, but a halftime play on the total a lot of times hits the, the algorithms that we're running simply as a math model for halftime. Because we, we don't do this based on emotion. We don't sit here and like teams and particularly just play, bet teams based on any sort of opinion. It's all math models. And if particularly it hits a specific number at halftime because, look, 71 points, if the odds makers are making it 71, we know it's going to be a shootout. And as far as I know for that game, there's no extreme weather conditions that are going to justify that total going down. But remember last week, Brian, with Buffalo, we talked about this. The line, the total jumped from 52 to 44. Is that correct? Which, are we talking the college game because of the wind? Yeah, the college game. Yeah, because yeah. of the wind, right. yeah. Right. But, but they ran and it right down their throat, that's all. Exactly, right. So it's a lot of times, you know, it, all of that gets overshadowed by just grit, and these teams are just still just as good, and they score just as many points, just like the snow games in football where uh, a few years ago, um, Sean McCoy for the Eagles, it was that 
the, the snow game, and it was scoring every single drive where the total jumped down. I think that total was like at 38. So it's a lot of times weather could actually benefit to your in, – in your – obviously benefit to your position where you could actually good, get good value if you still believe that that team is going to roll. And now at this point you might even get better value because of the weather condition. Fuck the weather, Brian. That's what I'm basically saying. There you go. Now, James, let me throw this one at you. I want to go back to the NFL for just a second because we've got uh, the marquee game, Kansas City and the Rams. Now, the field conditions prompted a move back to L.A. We know sports betting now is going to be this thing. It's always been. But it's going to be more mainstream in terms of its coverage. But it's funny, the, the learning curve that is going to be out there for all these people when they talk about these games. I, I've seen articles and hearing people say, oh, well, the oddsmakers made a slight adjustment. You know, they just moved to the point, you know, the Rams went from two and a half to three and a half, when the reality of it is there's no bigger move than going through the key number of three. So they think it just moved to point. But the, the reality of it is that's like a – if it was – that's about a three, three-and-a-half-point move is my point. Oh, yeah, that, that key number three is, what is it, three, seven, ten, and 14, your key number. So when you when you get two-and-a-half to three-and-a-half, you're at three, three-and-a-half, that's absolutely huge. I mean, that, that's going to swing. And think about the uh, you know the sharp bidders that got on early. You don't think they might try to uh, in between that, maybe? You know it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brian, it's, yeah. And, Go ahead, Mike. And, Brian, with, with Kansas City, I mean, we saw this last week where the odds makers literally inflated that number so high that they just, they're just they basically telling you, yes, Kansas City's been covering against the spread most of the year. We're going to inflate that number, and people are still going to bet Kansas City. But I just can't – I don't care how bad you are, and Arizona's pretty bad. But we had the other side. I mean, I just – taking that type of number – how you're basically getting at some points. I mean, I saw if you got it early at 16 and a half, 17. I mean, it we, went down we, to 15. We and talked half. about that last week. I mean, right. that, that was a monster look ahead spot for Kansas City in that, not that they necessarily would take them lightly, but if the game was in the bag, it brought the backdoor cover into play because they say, okay, we, we got it, and they take guys out. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, Arizona played well enough to cover. Um, at no point was there any really um, – I didn't see any point in the game where Kansas City was that worried. They weren't down, and they wasn't close enough. Every time Arizona came back and scored, you know, and tried to make it close, they would come down. Mahomes would just run shop like he's been doing all season long. So, And that's such a large number – that and the odds makers are going to continue to do that with the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, this week they're playing one of the best teams in the league, so the number's small. But when you look ahead, and they're going to be at Oakland, then at home against Baltimore, those numbers. I mean, as the way Baltimore's playing right now, and if Lamar Jackson's quarterback, that number might be nine ten, if not bigger, against the Ravens. I'm just that would be shocking in terms of how far the Ravens have come to go backwards, but. That's that's definitely something. If they're Lamar Jackson's there and he has a bad run this weekend, and if he's actually the starter, that number could be a double-digit number playing, you know, at Kansas City, one of the best home field advantages in 
the whole league. SportsInsiderRadio.com, 800-209-1679. Check out the website, SportsInsiderRadio.com. Let's go to James Jones, college basketball James. Uh, tonight we get a, a marquee matchup, Michigan-Villanova. Villanova, seven-point favorite. Total in the game is 137, 137 and a half. But there are so many conferences. There are so many games. Generally speaking, what, what is your approach in the first couple of weeks of a college basketball season in terms of learning trends, uh, pace of play, and uh, what, what are we actually dealing here with these teams? Yeah, well, and you, first you want to look at coaching changes. You know, the coaching philosophy. You know, is it a, is it a fast-break coach? Is it a defensive coach? Who's leading the team? You know, you, you speak about the, you know, the huge matchup night, the, the national championship rematch, right? But – I think the number's even close to what it was last year in the championship game, um, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm looking at pace of play, uh, really coming down to the head coaches. Um, you know, what's their philosophy? So you talk about college basketball tonight. I'm really looking at, at games like LaSalle versus Florida, uh, Marquette in Indiana. You know, those are some games I, I really think are some the key – uh, mismatches that can really top uh, the cover one way or the other. In, in the early stages of a season, Mike, like I said, you guys, and we always clown around, but you guys always know about Maryland, know about Maryland, uh, Baltimore County, uh, you know, in teams at uh, Loyola of Maryland. Golden Retrievers, Brian. The yeah. Golden Retrievers See, are I mean, coming. But you, but you know, like you know, that neck of the woods. Okay, I I follow kind of the, the Western New York circuit. And, and those four teams, and, and then the conferences, the three conferences, those four teams play in. And that kind of reaps rewards for me over the course of a long season. But in the early stages of a year, what will happen is you will get these little regional games uh, that you know, they're different conferences, but it, it's regional pride and it's kids that grew up playing against each other. And these games are all over the country right now. Yeah, and you get that early in the season, and we always talk about it. Early on, you could find some good value because what happens is once the teams start playing conference play, the whole pace of play changes. Teams play a lot harder. Um, the coaches know each other. So the games, the lines become a lot sharper halfway through the season, unlike now where you can find a lot of soft spots on the entire board of teams that are not your, you know, your Dukes of the world, your Kentuckys of the world even though we know that Duke this year, they may not cover. But this is a side note, Brian. I mean, I have never seen in a long time freshmen this good. They have three of the top ten prospects going into the draft next year. I mean, they are absolutely high-flying, incredible team. I mean, I'd be surprised. I mean, maybe because of their youth, but I'd be very surprised if they don't win it all this year. No, they've been special. So college basketball's out of the gate. And now I throw it back to both of you, but James, you go first. The NBA, we're seeing these crazy, crazy totals uh, out of the gate. And now it's starting to come back to reality. It, some of them still go bananas. This was an across-the-board thing. So you got to be really adaptable and, and do your homework because it does seem like after two and a half weeks – Across the board, a lot of those games changed in terms of the pace of play. Oh, yeah. The, we, we opened up the fair, especially the first week of the season, but even on into the second week, we were seeing totals 
of historic proportions. I mean, we had teams at overall the entire NBA teams averaged 113 points per game that first week of play. That was the most since 1970. So yeah, we were seeing historic proportions. So it was bound to come back down. But one of the reasons I, I think for uh, the high totals. I still think we're going to see higher than normal, uh, not just throughout this year, but going forward. It's just the way that Golden State has changed the game. I mean, you have coaches out there now putting numbers on how many threes they want their team to, to take. You may have a coach say, hey, we're going to take 65 threes this game. You think 10, 15 years ago, even five years ago, that that was that's crazy. That's, that's almost unfathomable. And now you have teams saying, hey, our goal is to throw up 60, 65, three points a game. Well, to do that, you've got to get back down the board, run your fast break, and get some shots off if you're going to shoot that many threes. Now, Brian, I, w- I want to ask you this because, you know, it's still pretty close, but right now in non-overtime games, uh, it's 97 and 90 to the underside. So it doesn't really matter I mean, because I know we've been – basically following this very closely the first month of the season, that rule change with the shot clock, how much is that affecting it where a lot of these teams, instead of in years past where they would just kick it out and they would reset their offense, now they're going back up, they're getting fouled more, they're getting to the free throw line more. So the odds makers have been trying to inflate that total the first month of the season accounting for that, and it still so far has been going to the underside. Yeah, I, I think you know, me to a degree, you thought you'd get more fouls, Mike. But I think you know some of these teams. You know, the most dangerous thing though is when is the, the three point shot is its most dangerous off an offensive rebound. So I think as you watch right. these games, a guy gets a board. A lot of times they're kicking it right out, and it's not just going up and getting fouled. They, they could be going up and lining up a three. Right, and because because now the shot clock. They're not resetting it where they're just taking that shot every time. It's pop and go. So you're right. I mean, it's changed the game, and obviously the odds makers are trying to adjust to it on the fly because it is the first year that this has happened uh, with the rule change and, you know, I don't know how long the shot clock era, I think. And it's going to continue to be adjusted throughout the season because, you know, it, it, they always do well with adjustments. So it's up to us to decide and find – those soft spots on the on the board to take advantage of those numbers because with NBA and college basketball it's nightly. The line makers don't have a week to adjust the number. Hey, fellas, this flew by uh, again. A speedy recovery to our good friend John. Uh, hope all's well with the shoulder. James Jones, it was a pleasure having you on, buddy. Thank you for checking in, and uh, we look forward to doing this with you down the road. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brian. And, Michael, always a pleasure. I would say to you, enjoy the quiet in the office and go steal one or two of his 40 bottles of Perrier he's got sitting in there. He's got none over here, Brian, but, you he, know, I'll, I'll call him after the show. He took it all home. All Let right, know guys, he's loved. Have a good have one, a good fellas. SportsInsiderRadio.com and the number 800-209-1679. Have a great sports betting week. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. You have-
USA Radio News. Congressman Kevin McCarthy was elected by Republicans to be the House Minority Leader in the next Congress. He defeated Congressman Jim Jordan 159 to 43. Meanwhile, on the Democratic side of the aisle, Congressman Nancy Pelosi seems to be confident that she will be the next Speaker of the House, although there are a few other Democrats who are said to be possibly challenging Pelosi. Search crews in Northern California have found more bodies, bringing the death toll from the so-called campfire to 48, and statewide 50 people have died in California due to wildfires. A new lawsuit blames a fire on a major utility in California, PG&E, for allegedly failing to inspect and properly maintain its power lines. Meanwhile, this resident of Paradise